Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The Trevor Brookin and Billy Bones A Paolo Di Canio West Ham United We celebrate our victories We stick together in defeat Proud of our history West Ham United More than just a podcast More than just a podcast Good morning, good afternoon or good evening This is more than just a podcast Podcast, podcast, come and get your podcast uh, We're back we had a week off. Well, I, I was prepared to record, but I was Billy No Mates last week. And um, uh, we I can't remember. Where was everyone? I know, obviously, Nigel was preparing for his daughter's wedding. Um, he was. I, I was just a bit off form. We were a bit hot and bothered, weren't we? And, mm. you know, I'm slightly the booches were bothered. being boochish. Um <laughs> So there we go, we had a week off, but we're back, we're back um, to talk about no transfers. Um, back with me tonight, oh by the way, season 10, and I think it's episode 53, but it could be episode 54, I will have to check, I'm a little bit out of uh, kilter. Uh, back this week, uh, following giving away his daughter, uh, it's uh, Shedman, where are you, what are you doing? I'm in my shed. Now, usually, I'd play the Shedman uh, jingle, but I haven't actually loaded it. So sorry yeah. for that. Oh. And, and apologies, by the way, if my microphone, you hear breathing, just before we cable near, I broke my microphone. So I'm sort of holding it together with sellotape. So apologies for any sound quality from me tonight, because I'm holding my uh, microphone together with sticky tape, and my headphones have got a clicking noise in. I know you can't hear that, but I can hear that. So early apologies. Um, also backed by popular demand, it's Canny Townland. Where are you? What are you doing? Uh, I'm in the lounge today. Uh, I'm just after not doing a lot today, so I felt great. I'm doing a podcast with you. Yeah, ap- apologies, Len. In for a penny and all that. Apologies, Len. I called you, didn't I, last week and, and made you <laughs> drop a art board. Oh, um, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. Did you save it or did you have to start again? No, I had to start again. Oh. So um, it was 
I told you it was, and I can't remember who... Nick Harvey. It was, uh, Nick Harvey's, yeah. I just finished it. It's my own fault, because I'll get the um, cutting board out, and I'll put everything on it. And I just back to put it in its um, cellophane bag, and the phone rang, and I dropped the art board. Apologies. Sort of, I'm sorry. That's the right. You didn't mean to. You not, you know. You want to know? Do I owe you anything? Nah, it's alright. Okay. I just redone it from Nick Harvey. Now, I I did. Uh, thank you, Nigel, for inviting me to be a guest at your daughter's wedding. Uh, there were a lot of fans for the from the podcast at your wedding, weren't there? Not you're not your family. I met your mum. So so you said. Look, to be honest, mum, they never told me. Met your two sisters. Met other people that remain nameless that were podcast. You know, it was a bit. But John and I was a little bit of celeb status at there. Uh, somebody did ask whether John was getting down, Lynn. No. Sorry, sorry, Lynn. But uh, that's all right. Oh, sorry, John. No, whichever way you. But want that was before they heard John speak. So that was yeah. just as he turned up. So. Yeah, I think we're an item. We did write on the card. Uh, to, to your daughter, John and Sean, not a couple. Um, oh, right. We wanted to make it clear. I've not, not seen not it there's yet, anything so. wrong with that. Um, yeah. yeah. And and you finally got your memorabilia after a six-year wait. Yeah, I got my wedding present. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. Good. You did You did the full, you know, the full build-up to it. And, I did. Uh, <laughs> and, and I don't know if you remember, 15 minutes. I, I, I did yeah. 15 minutes explaining each item to a, yeah. a crowd of onlookers. Most, yeah. some of which were not West Ham. No, and, and uh, quite a few were shaking their head thinking, what a couple of idiots. Yeah. Uh, what's your uh, mum's uh, name? Remind me. Uh, mum. No, what's well, her I name? call her Ma, to be fair. Ma, what's her so, name, though? Like, like Nick to Doc Cotton. Uh, what's her name? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Carol. Carol. Hello, Carol. Yeah. Carol. Good to meet you. And uh, yeah, you had a right old bunny with her, didn't we you? Did. We had a good <laughs> I turn around, I'm thinking, like 15 minutes later, still talking. You go, get him away, get him away. Um, yeah, but it's good to meet you on anyway. We're back on the podcast, it's a football podcast. We better talk about football. Um, did you twos uh, watch the Celtic game? Let's start with you, Len. Did you watch the Celtic game? No, I never. You had a code, I, mate. I, you had a code. No, hang on a minute. Whoa, whoa. I'll, I'll stop there, right? And this is a sign of things to come. If you're a working man and you get an email at 6.22pm on the Friday, you know, you don't check your emails at that time. It was in my junk box as well. Yeah. You don't check your emails. And then they, they've got the goal to write, oh, you've got to sort of register in advance. If you don't want me to... Log in to make your, you know, the, your stream work better. I don't think you did that's, need to register in advance. Well, he said it. I mean, you need to register in advance. I mean, I, I, anyway, I, to be honest, in. although I registered, I watched it on the Bosch app. So, you know, a good old mate, Woody. Um, no, well, the, uh, you know. Prem, Premier Sports coverage was uh, better, I thought. Although I think it was the same coverage, but, you know. But the thing is, just... Just giving us what would have been 18 hours notice. That's not great, is it? From the club. It's not. You know, well, you know I'm talking to a brick wall. <laughs> but the short answer, you, no. You didn't watch the game? No, no I not, saw the highlights. Nigel, so Nigel, did you did you uh, get time to watch Celtic? 
Um, no, because, as you know, I did not tell you, I was having an eye test. You did say you didn't watch it. I couldn't remember you having an eye test. I've seen the goals. I was in Specsavers yeah. at Lakeside. Oh. Um, which, for the first time ever, your updates come in handy. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. And I must admit, that's possibly for the first time ever, yeah. I've been in, in one of the WhatsApp groups, your constant updates were like, oh, right. Well, we remain so, unbeaten, uh, and I'm sure everyone knows we won 6-2. But, I, you know, I thought it was a good run out, and it, it showed that, um, and I forget who said this on the WhatsApp group, but someone did it. I think it was Dave who said, it's, it's like Celtic have never seen anyone <laughs> counter on the attack before. And it was a bit like that. Um, and I know they paid a bit of youth, but but Antonio was just immense, you know. All right, we went one goal down because of a mistake from uh, Lanzini. Um, but, you know, both Bowen and uh, Antonio came really close to, you know, their goalkeeper, I forget his name, just keeping them out any other time, I think, would have been in goal. And then, I think, 23 minutes, Antonio gets his first goal. He just runs in front of those two centre-backs, um, followed by a second goal. Um and then, you know, the floodgates open. I think I think they got one back. Obviously, Fredericks made a mistake, but pff, second half, you know, Darren Randolph made a howler. He really doesn't give me a lot of confidence. Sorry, Darren Randolph, but he doesn't. You don't give me a lot of confidence. Um, um, then, I must admit, I didn't. I mean, typical people always blame the keeper. Here we go, goalkeeper I mean, unit. Hold up, the, 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 the shot was like from five or four yards at him. The defender should never let allowed this, the attacker to get in front of him. And so, if you're going to repulsion blame, I mean, no, he didn't cover himself in glory, but I mean, he pushed it onto the post and then it went in. Yeah. You know, so we're talking he's like two inches away from pulling off a blinding save. So he's either pulled off a weldy or you're blaming him because he sort of scuffed it in. I'm blaming him. Well, there you go. But where well, I think he was, he was unfortunate. I mean, Fredericks, if you think of the reaction I'll blame team, Fredericks. I don't, I don't think Fredericks had a, a good game, and he, you know, we we missed Sufau as well, and uh, and I also have a go at um, Cresswell. He looked out of form, off the pace, sluggish, um, but pretty much everyone else had a really decent game. You know, Ben Rama. Got his goal, made an assist. He did everything. He looked like a new signing, as Dave would say. Um, mm. And, you know, um, Bowen also had a good game and got his goal. Interesting enough, Bowen uh, started the game, but when Antonio came off on like 72 minutes, he got put up front, maybe a sign of things to come as a striker, and within two minutes of being made the striker up front, scored a goal. Don't need a striker, mm. do we? Um, I mean, I don't know if we can briefly chat about strengths and weaknesses, but the thing I'll take, I've only seen the highlights goals of the goals. Goals are fun. Goals are fun. So, way, yeah, it was good to see the goal scoring, players chipping in, and it, and it shows we, we, I, I don't take friendly serious as as a, as, as a rule, as the, what it will how it does for the season. But if you are scoring that many goals then it does show that the team is still forward-thinking in, in its outlook. So there's a lot to, you know, we, we can be happy with the way we're progressing. 
Um, obviously, you know, the panic button's been hit on Twitter uh, in certain sections for the lack of signings. So, you know, I, did, I mean, yeah, we do need another striker. I still maintain we're it's got to be of the same ilk of Antonio. Later. We're going to so, talk yeah. about Boeing and that ridiculous room. We're going to talk about the transfer the market. But let's, we're finished on the friendly. Uh, and obviously the last goal was um, Oco. Is it Oco? Oco Flex? I don't know if that... Armstrong Oco Flex. Uh, a youngster who, who joined from as a free transfer from um, Celtic, got booed, <laughs> shut the the the, uh, the crowd up by scoring West Ham 6 and literally uh, fire drill. They, they started leaving in their droves. They didn't like that. Um, but it was a great, it's a great entertaining game to see. And, and I, I think there was a bit of, you know, remember Celtic are way ahead of us. They've already started their competitive um, games um for uh Champions League um qualification. So you know, it's not like but equally I think they were probably resting them because I think they play on Wednesday. But I thought it was a great, great spectacle. We remain unbeaten. I know it doesn't mean anything. We play the bees next Saturday, then then it's um the Bet Wake Up and, and then we start. Anything to add, Nigel? Uh, seeing you only saw the, the um, highlights. <laughs> no, I was, I, you know, I was pleased. Antonio looked good. The two very goals, powerful, very he powerful, won, very yeah, won, pace. won the penalty, uh, which I thought was a tad harsh, maybe, but still, it, he did make a meal of it. Yeah, Absolutely. it was good play from whoever was out wide left, pulled the ball back into his run. So. All told, yeah. I, thought I mean, the was... only downside to the whole thing, really, apart from me just having a go at Randolph, um, Creswell and, and Fredericks, is we lost Ogbonna after five minutes. You know, he, he, he pulls up with a hamstring. Um, he had a scan today, Monday. Um, I haven't got results of that scan, but it, it's it's not looking too good. It looks like a, he felt his hamstring go. You know, it's all, you know, is it grade one, two, three? What, what, how bad is it? You know, it's not the kind of I thing know, you tell to. us. We don't know yet. I don't know. Oh. As, as we come on air, I, I haven't got the, um, the head of medical has not briefed me yet, funny enough. Um, they, when I asked just before we came on there, we don't know. Len, have you got mm-hmm. anything to add on, on, uh, our trip to, uh, Glasgow? Yeah, I think we look great. Good. Um, I, I want to sort of mention the playing style. That ball don't leave the floor much these days, does it? <laughs> eh? Yeah. No, I thought I it was quite that. attacking. It was attacking I, style. Yeah. Uh, well, I have to take your word for it. The eight minutes I saw we were attacking. It's strange because every time the term they showed a highlight and Celtic were on the um, attack, after a while, you wasn't sure if it was going to be one of their goals or one of ours. Yeah. Because every time they showed Celtic going forward, we countered them and... With their ass. I mean, you've got to remember, we're still missing four players. You know, Yarmolenko's just returned to London. Uh, Suchek is still in Prague. He just bought a car on his way back. Um, um, Suchek is on his way back from um, Prague. I think he's back in the country now. Um, Declan Rice is in Ibiza after moving on from Mykonos uh, and not due back. 
for another week. So, you know, four of our best players, arguably, uh, were still not in that team and we didn't look half bad, you know. Uh, even Lanzini, I thought, looked, looked quite good. But apart from the mistake, I thought Lanzini looked, looked quite, you know, as I say, beyond the three I mentioned, I thought everyone looked good. Uh, Fabianski looked very comfortable as well in the first half in goal. I couldn't be blamed for the McGregor goal. So, um, pleased, you know, um, are you, are either you two, one of the lucky 500, have you been lucky in the ballot for the uh, Brentford game? No, um, it was I'm playing foot golf this Saturday, oh. so um, I've got a reunion with my old football team boys. Yeah. So I just want to say, just for the people who say I'm lucky in every ballot, I wasn't lucky in the Brentford ballot. To be fair, you looking at it, I think no, I had enough life for it, but that's not the point. Why do you always have to spoil everything? I had enough points, I think. Anyway, to, yeah, to get I've got, I've got 25 points, oh, I wow. believe. Wow. So, what what yeah, did it sell out at? I don't know, because they did so many to away seasons to get holders. Then I think it was a wave. I, I, the thing I saw, I, I think I it was like... Were over. I mean, it went to bond holders first, right? Season to get holders with over 500. I mean, I f- I'm pretty sure there's West Ham in the Brentford end, from what I've seen yeah, I'm anyway. Sure. I'm sure. So the it's the very first you saw the game, isn't it? West Ham fans in in the the, the Celtic end, and they yeah. were in the pub in the Bristol Bar, which is a Rangers pub, quite a yeah. loyalist pub, I hear. But um, yeah, well, I don't go into all that crap, so that's why I stick with Patrick Thistle. Um, <laughs> the, uh, this is the very before you rudely interrupted me. I'll just yeah. point it out again. Uh, this is the very first game at Brentford's new stadium with fans in attendance. Yeah, so I hear. Yeah. Yeah. And and then so we've got... Are you going to the Betway Club after that? Either perhaps Stelios can get me a programme, because um, I'm pretty sure Stelios is going. Oh, is he? Well, it's his local game, isn't it? He's, oh, he's yeah, a tanner for Brentford. abroad in wherever he is. He's, uh, he'd have finished eating his cake. <laughs> he'd, he'd, have, he'd have left the world's most dangerous airport, uh, the Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, Where was he? Madeira. 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 Yeah. Oh yeah, I've been to Madeira. Come on. I used to have an office in Madeira, and you're right. Landing on that is really. Have you been there? It's really scary. It's like they built this. um, They built this uh, runway out on the sea on the rocks. (laughs) You come in and you land on this runway built out in the rocks in Madeira. I've always Mm -hmm. found the Portuguese. culture with cake strange you wouldn't think they were a cake eating race but they invented the custard tart as well did they you know that comes in portugal yeah hmm. so in there. bet wake up are you review bet wake up um no, i'm gonna see how i feel to be honest yeah yeah i haven't booked it yet but Elf i don't know i might do i might do i've got um, no love for it i must admit we're normally I would no. be all over it like yeah, a rash. Yeah, yeah. yeah we got um, that fix at the, the Southampton game. By the way, um, I read a, a report, you know, in the minutes of uh, the stadium owners. How many people out of 10,000, you reckon, turned actually turned up for that game? 12,000? No. Why would it be 12,000 if it was a limit of 10,000? Well, according to Wembley, only 60,000 were in the ground <laughs> for uh, the final one. <laughs> there was a lot more. On, you have, a, have a guess, Jay. 
How many were in the ground for what? Celtic? Southampton. Southampton West Ham game at the end of the season. Um, it was 10,000, wasn't it? Well, what, yeah, yeah, how many actually turned up? 10,000. No. 9,006. True fact. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. It's not really interesting. But they no. did say in there, and I wrote a story about this today, that they found that the wearing of masks was sporadic and enfor- enforcement of wearing masks was difficult. <laughs> I do oh, love well. it. You wait till the enforcement of keeping people out who ain't got their well, tickets it, next it, year. There's a lot of people worrying about after September, you know, having this COVID passport. No COVID passport. You don't, you don't come in and watch a Premier League game which seems to be both government and Premier League-led, a lot of people are saying, well, that's my civil liberties taken away. I, I, I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest, uh, being a double jab person myself and not a conspiracy theorist. But, you know, is is going to a football game or going to a nightclub or going to a music concert part of your liberties? You know, is it your human right to be able to go to those three events? And are your human rights being taken away if you have to have be double jab to go to one of them, I don't know the answer, by the way, but I'm interested in well, if one of you twos does. I, I think that first of all, I'd like to point out that I would, I would Madeira Cake comes from England and does come from Portugal. <laughs> Secondly, I just think what we just got to start respecting other people's opinions. There's no right or wrong answer to yeah. it, and especially as we've gone through like 17 months of this now, being locked down, 17, 18 months maybe. That I think we're gonna. I mean, speaking for me, I'm gonna come out of this different than from when I went in it. I feel actually, because things have affected me. Yeah, a bit yeah, more fine. Than I thought I would. Um. So <clears throat> I'm looking forward to moving on from it and not sort of hearing what people think about yeah. it. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I've had the, I've had two jabs, and it, the common sense sort of. And tells me, have the fucking jabs. You know what I'm saying? Because there's no point. Um, there's there, there's no point being a COVID, a COVID denial. You, you just might as well just shut the fuck up. Yeah, and I and, I understand medical people with medical exemptions won't won't be an issue. So they'll be allowed, but they're just saying. If you've made but a decision. What you're asking me about, should they be in, in the ground? Um, I'm glad it's not my problem. Yeah. To be honest, it, it, the rebel of me that. says, you know, it's a bit off that you're forcing people. You know? I mean, I don't, it, I don't like compulsory jab. It's like the government's doing this move. They don't want to have compulsory jabs, but they're going to bring in so many restrictions. So I don't want compulsory jabs. I, I think that it's right that there, if you choose not to have a jab, that certain businesses can say, well, we're not going to have you here or whatever. But in the open air, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. see, if it was like a nightclub or something like that internal, I can understand it. But in the open air, I can't. I don't know if there could be a compromise where if you're not jabbed, then you would wear a mask. Yeah. So, um, 
or, or like the mask would be compulsory. So if you go football, I don't want to exclude people from going football because they've no. chosen not to have yeah. a jab. Okay. I understand the the people. In you know, it, normally it takes years to do vaccines. This hasn't. You know, I took the choice to have it because I took the gamble that I'd I'd rather risk that whatever they're putting into me, they, they, it's safer than getting what what it's trying to protect me from. Yeah. And having seen people with COVID um, in a bad way, I feel that I've done the right position, but I fully support people in the right not to have it at, at the end of the day. But I would say to those people, you are going to have to have certain things imposed on you, but it should be done on an individual by on an individual company basis. Not, I don't like this Premier League wide or FA wide um, diktats. And why is it okay to go to a football game on September the thirty first without it, but October the first you got to have it? This, you know, it's the stupidity of of it. But I don't want to get too yeah. political, really. Yeah. Look, I, I'm I'm an advocate of of it. Um, I I know a lot of people that are anti-vax and etc. And it's it, the freedom of choice and their own opinion. All I say is I know a number of people who had health conditions that were quite old and that died. I know three people that died during the, the first wave. Um, more recently, a West Ham fan who's known to this podcast, who first gave me COVID back in February 2020. Um, it has got COVID and is very poorly. So Leon Hyde, who used to be the DJ or a DJ at um, West Ham, has, has got pneumonia. He's been in hospital with COVID. Um, so good, get well soon. Uh, he, he, get well, Leon. He, he decided not to have a jab and he's regretting it now, seriously. Um, and more recently, and I'm, I'm not going to name the person, I know as somebody uh, this week... Um, that, that uh, was at my company who who died with only 38 years old um and so you know it affects everybody and look there's all individual and you look at your own risk on whether you're taking a risk to take a covid jab or not but you know i just when it comes back to football people have to make their own decision and some of those freedoms might be taken away and we're just you know we can't change anything on this podcast or anywhere else we're just going to have to go with it in the same way we went with everything that's gone so far um and and it looks like digital uh, season tickets are here to say the, the the campaign has continued since the last time we talked it's come to nothing <laughs> despite me riling up a number of senior leadership team people at west ham they keep on saying we haven't made a final decision we haven't made a final decision uh, at the end of last week was when the premier league protocols came nothing nothing at all emailed them nothing gone to very senior people we're looking into it nothing uh, you know, let's be honest. Be honest about it. Be transparent. I said procrastination, kicking the can down the road. They made their decision years ago that they wanted this to happen. Yeah. Years yeah. ago. We know that for a fact. We know Stop that. We know that. bullshitting supporters. Yeah. Stop bullshitting me and telling we haven't made a final decision. Yes, you have bloody made a final decision and you've decided to have digital uh, season tickets on phones with paper backup, with some small recompense of having a, a, a dedicated window to print them out for those who don't have access to technology. I think it's a cop-out. I know my, 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 my views on this are well known. 
but they ain't listening. The cu- they're not listening to their customers. The so. thing is, what the what the club and this is the thing that the I, I don't the ISC f- for me. Um, uh, I know the ISC have, have put this to the club, and the club have ignored them. Now, on, on when you think this is something that affects every supporter, so if they don't listen to the ISC feedback on something that affects every supporter and just go their own way like they were doing from the start, then I would say, what is the point of the OSE, your SAB Mark VI? And, and, and that's what it is, because th- th- the reason why I stopped with it was because, you know, I told the people what I thought of them in the beginning. I told them that, that, that how rubbish they were. And I complained from inside about our... You know, all day, all the SAB achieved at the bowling ground was we put T-shirts on the sheet of the seats at the last game. We had a little bit to do with the events of the last season, and we and we acquired new bubble machines. Yeah. Uh, apart from that, you know, so this is a big thing for supporters. The club have ignored it. Yeah. Okay. Now it affects uh, everybody. Yeah, and so therefore, it, it's like. I would put to the ISC people, now, what are you going to do? Well, what no, are you, I'm not what, sure they can do anything. You know, I've lobbied as well, hard then, as I can. The thing I don't like, can, I'm not just thing is, why, why do we never see what happened, the minutes? Now, the club used to put minutes up at the SAB yeah, meetings. Do. Yeah, no, no. The, do they put minutes of the yeah, meetings up? the minutes up? are there, but they don't publish them. The individuals do. So, West Ham Supporters uh, Club, which I remember, published the minutes. So do Pride of Irons. So do Wissa. So do uh, Hammers United. I think they all not really publish see minutes. But there's only two minuted meetings available I think there will be a third one soon um, but I don't think everything goes in those minutes but the minutes are written by the members who are not allowed to talk to me by the way <laughs> they've, oh, they've chosen they've, not they've, to they've, no they've had a collective agreement not to talk to me or Aaron yeah. or you fair yeah. enough again well, personal choice yeah it might, might be a personal choice for you but what I would <laughs> say to them if they're listening is if you can't handle Sean and you, what chance have you got against Karen Brady? <laughs> Good point. Well made. Yeah, I mean, um, at the end of the day, if you want to talk to fans, believe it or not, I, I know that don't listen to the, the you know, the the, the, the the angry 100 on Twitter. You know, the, there's tens of thousands of West Ham fans. Not me, I will add. I sometimes get tricked into it, but generally I can resist. Um, do read Claret and you. So, uh, for me, for them to ignore possibly one of the biggest West Ham outlets going, um, you know, I understand well, I, I, why I they do it. They're Norris. They just don't want to talk to us because they don't want it reported. But uh, my well, this is the thing. You might like to know what's happening. And word will out there. No disrespect to them, but people don't go on their websites to read the minutes. I report the minutes when they're published. That's the difference. I give them well, an outlet, I believe. I fully understand their stance, to be fair, Sean. Um, <laughs> yeah, I understand their chance as well. But listen, to be frank, I asked you in the last podcast two weeks ago, who represents me, Hammers United. I've let Hammers United know my fi- my feelings and my my opinion and stuff, and they haven't replied. Well, that's unfortunate. So I not really, don't really feel like they're representing me too much. And you're saying that, you know, they want to keep themselves up. The idea was they represent us. Well, I don't feel like they are, frankly. Yeah. I know I'm an awkward customer. I'm sorry about that. That's the way I, well, I think all three of us are uh, you know. could be described as um, um, awkward customers. 
Anyway, should we should we talk a little bit of transfers because that's what people yeah, go on. as well. Um, go first first of all, look, I've been getting a lot of grief about. Oh, you said there was fifty five million. You said there was eighty five million. Now there's no money. Blah blah blah. Well, actually, I didn't say um, there was no money, so I don't know where that's come from. You know, I get told. Yeah, you budgets. give us three or four figures. That's very unfair, isn't it? I, I, but but let's just look at it, right? West Ham have been through, like all clubs have, problem with cash flow, right? That's why they had £30 million uh, rights issue. That's why they borrowed £20 million from Barclays Bank. That's why they sold the Allaire debt um, or the money owed from Ajax to to, um, um, uh, to to another bank, an Australian bank called Macquarie. You know, these are all cash flow issues. But let's not forget that they took out an overdraft, a credit facility of 120 million, paid over five years, from Michael Dell's company called MSD Holdings. Now, although some of that's been used to pay off the previous credit um, facility with Media Rights and Holdings, Michael Tabor's company, and the Bartley's loan, there's still a chunk of it left, right? Well over half of it left. So. Money's available. And then the next thing you've got to, when people go, oh, 80 million, you said 80 million, you said 85, etc. Look, money's available for what is needed. But when you forget about 80 million, figure's not important because 80 million really equates to most deals are done four or five years, but particularly the kind of player that David Moyes wants is a young player and you sign him over a four or five or even six year contract. The way it works, no money up front. There is, well, there is money up front, but it's split into four or five. So basically, you have to pay 20% or 30% up front. Well, to spend £80 million, right, and there's still time to spend that, you need about £20 million, right? £20 million up front. We could easily borrow that from the media, sorry, the uh, MS Michael um, Dell's um, overdraft facility. We could easily do it. Money is available. My understanding is, right, I'm not throwing David Moyes under the bus. It's bloody difficult to get players, particularly a striker. Everybody wants a really good striker, and all the clubs want to sell their crap strikers, right? Yeah. And good strikers, people find it difficult to get hold of. That's why Man City are going to pay $160 for um, Harry Kane, right, and 400 grand a week. You know, you could say, well, Tammy Abraham's available. Yeah, but he wants 150 grand a week. If you start paying 150 grand a week, what does that do to all the other people? So David Moyes is desperate to find a striker. We're we're looking at a goalkeeper. We've been linked with three different goalkeepers. We're looking for a centre-back. We're looking for a midfielder. It looks like Jesse Lingard's not going to come, but uh, Pereira could come from West Brom. And they're working hard. Now, what I got told, and well... David Moy said over the weekend, I haven't got a great update to give you on, um, on uh, transfers. That's true. Nothing is close as it stands. But this morning, I also got told we've got no bids in for anyone, right? So that was this morning. But this afternoon, and I can't go into complete details, there's reason to believe there is light at the end of the tunnel. Suddenly, there's been a shift this afternoon in, in us working on some active deals and I can't go in any more details than that but promise I promise you now there has been a complete change in the last few hours 
that means some deal or deals have been worked on from now to the end of August. And I think we will start seeing some, some action now. And I think that let's not blame it on David Moyes being a dealer or doing too much due diligence. Let's not blame it on the board, not putting their hands in the pocket or only wanting to do loan deals. Let's let them get on with it. You know, collectively, they're going to be judged, both the board and the manager, on how well they do next season. They know they've got one of the smallest squads. They know they need to invest. So let them get on with it and see how they do, rather than all this moaning. I've even got people moaning going, why are we always looking for a loan with an option to buy? Every manager would do a loan with an option to buy, given the chance. Because guess what? That means a try before you buy. Not committing money up front for a player of 40, 50 million pound or whatever. Why wouldn't you do it? I, I don't get it. I don't get the mentality. And I, I know I'm going to say it's a Twitter mentality, but that's where I see most of these people. And I'll, I'll, I'll rest my case there. <laughs> I'll rest my case there. But watch this space. I think something's about to change in the next few weeks. Are you still awake? Mm. Yes. But you didn't uh, say much, really, though, Sean. Well, I am. I'm saying respond. that we're not in for anyone. We've got no bids in. But we definitely... I've seen, literally, in the last few hours before I come in, something's being worked on. Or, or multiple things are being worked on. And that you, is... You I haven't seen... Honestly, I haven't seen anything for the whole summer. You know, it's been a very laid-back... We've got time... Da, 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 and suddenly, da, 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 everything sprung into action in the last few hours. That excites me. And I don't know names, and I don't know which deals have been worked on, but something's happening. All right. Nigel, I know last year, when we were in the same position and we weren't signing anyone, you said, don't matter. Well, how do you feel this year? Uh, this year, uh, you know, evolution rather than revolution. I'd like to see two or three brought in, but two or three players that are going to be pushing for the first team not the uh, youngsters with potential so the the, the uh, Pereira yeah um sort of a payette style player but from what I can remember of him at West Brom well liked at West Brom obviously looks like he could be out um Abdullah Simmer uh the Czech bloke or I don't know if he's Czech but obviously he's playing in in Prague um could be a good one. I know there was talk of him that the, the checks were on on Twitter saying it looks like he's going to leave, and, and West Ham were one of the clubs interested. So whether that is you know a, a, another one to come in, even though similar to me looks like a Peter Cratch type of player, and we've you know I don't know if if that fits in with the way that we play. So, um, I see a really funny thing today that apparently we're linked with Martial. I mean, like Anthony Martial is going to come and play for us. You know, he'd yeah, have a right. lot bigger teams queuing up to or was, play Was he for. valued at 58 million quid? I don't know. You know, I saw someone today. I'll tell you the one player who I think... The, the, the thing about Liverpool is apparently Liverpool have hit their quota of foreign registered players. For their squad, I heard that. Yeah, so they've got they've got to offload now. Shakiri will be one of them. Divock Origi, obviously um, Chamberlain's been linked today. Yes, I know. But the thing about that is, is he's not one of the foreign ones. They've got to offload. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I can't see how they could be linked with Bowen if they're going to offload Oxlade-Chamberlain. Two very similar players. Probably equal ability, maybe, if I'm yeah. being kind of Bowen. But uh, Shakiri um, had a good Euros and, and I think could be a good player. And apparently, yeah. 15 million will get him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there well, are some out there. And and in Moyes, we trust. Phil Jones, by the way, anyone? Free, free I, I mean, look, we need a defender, especially with the way it looks like with Vogbonna. So, Phil I, Jones. I, I mean, Phil Jones, if he was good enough for Fergie to sign and Fergie to play at the back of Man United, and while we joked that him and Smalling were possibly the worst pairing Man United had at the back... They still won trophies with them. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't so, played. I don't think he's played for No, and that's, since that's the one 2020, thing. January 2020. So, him, you would try before you buy. Yeah. I think it could be a loan. They're either talking about a free. Yeah, you wouldn't want to buy him. Um, so, he's on 100 grand a week, so you would have to get them. He fits in with our wages, isn't it? Uh, you, you would have to get him subsidised. You know, they were, they were trying to get rid of him, but. Actually, finding that but did, not, did, no one did, wants to take him at hundred grand a week. Separately, that, that, and this is the thing. This is the problem. Years ago, we would pick players up off of the better teams. Yeah. Uh, the the problem is now is that the the big six to coin a phrase five plus one whatever we call it. I don't even think Tottenham play the the, the wages. Let's go with the big five. Um, their, their their wage structure far exceeds what other Premier League clubs can afford. Yeah. So well, it's, I it's think all it's right only then, four, isn't it? Because Spurs don't pay over the odds, nor do Arsenal. It really is only no. Oh, 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 hold up, Mister Three Hundred Grand. Listen, they were giving um, the the German three hundred grand a week. Who? So I I beg to differ. Who? Uh, Ozil. Ozil. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, so usually. No, 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 yeah, that was under Wenger, right? Yeah, you, you, you're judging on, Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Under maybe, Wenger. Maybe. Now, they throw money at players, yeah? A Yang's on big money. So the, the, those five clubs, when they put on the stars on the 300 grand a week, I'm going to be a bit harsh, the also-rans are going to be on 100, 150 grand a week. But what yeah. that does is, when they have to, when they decide, oh, I want, you know, I want first-team football, don't want to be a squad player, so I want to go and play for a West Ham or an Aston Villa. And we're looking at their wages going, mate, you've got to take a wage cut. And they're like, well, hold up a minute. This is the thing. And the one thing I don't like is is that the, the footballers, of uh, uh, the football players and their agents are carrying down the road like COVID's never happened, i.e. in the wages that they are demanding. And, and I'm sorry... If the clubs, the club owners collectively, and I know they won't, should make a stand against it because everybody else has been bloody affected by this. They bloody haven't. And the fact that I read players, and I know it's paper talk like Tammy Abrams. Oh, he's on 80 grand a week, but he wants 120 now. You know? Oh, well, that's nice, isn't it? 40 grand a week, which is more than a nurse earns in a year. Yeah, so in 52 weeks... That extra forty, extra forty grand that he'll earn would be more than that nurse will probably earn in her lifetime, and I, and I know it. You shouldn't compare things like that. Yeah. But until Premier League f- footballers get told, get back in your box, people. Yeah. Yeah. And and something will happen. So if we don't sign anyone because footballers want too much money, yeah. So be it. And let's face it. Who else has strengthened 
Are we being left behind? Not at the moment, we're not. Well, funny you should say that, because we ran uh, how much money other clubs have spent, and it's, it's not that much. I mean, the whole 200 million has been spent, um, I think, in the Premier League. And 73 of that was with one player, but Manchester United. You know, it's not, uh, or is it 200 outside of the 73? I can't remember. But when you look, and I think we looked at the TalkSport um, one, um, you know, it's it's not, there's not a lot of money being spent out there. Um, no, I'm just because having clubs, are having, to, clubs are having to cut the cloths. Accordingly, they haven't got you know. The I saw someone on Twitter banned about 100 million loss. Well, you know, West Ham, I don't believe, has lost 100 million, but I could believe at no. the end of this COVID no, that they'll come out with you, a 40 50 million pound loss. Well, no, because I don't think of it'll COVID, be that much. I don't think it'll be that much because I don't know if you read the, the um, the, the post on um, KUMB, if it's on Clarity and you, oh, well. you know, on KUMB, actually, it was spot on. Whoever this preser is, what he wrote is spot on. And and so I think yeah, that is. I'm just saying Arsenal, uh, two players, just over twenty three million pounds. Aston Villa, thirty three million pound on one player. The other one was a freebie. Uh, Brentford uh, spent nine million fourteen. So that's twenty three, twenty four million on three players. Um, Burnley, twelve million pound on one player. Other one was free. Uh, Chelsea, nobody. They've signed zero. Crystal Palace, eight million and a twenty-one. They've spent twenty-nine million. Um, Everton, two freebies and one for one point seven million. So they spent one point seven million. As uh, Leeds have spent uh, eleven and a half and thirteen. So what's that? Twenty-four and a half, nearly twenty-five million. Um, getting down. Leicester uh, have spent forty million uh, on two players with one freebie on top of that. Um, Liverpool, £35 million on one player. Man City, they've only spent £13.5 million on two players. One nine million, one four and a half. Um, uh, Man United, £73 million on one player, plus a freebie. Sancho. Uh, Newcastle, zero. They haven't done any business at all. Norwich um, have spent uh, £10 million, another seven. Another three, that's 20. 28 million on four players, uh, which they have to coming back up. Uh, Southampton, 11 million pound on one player and a freebie with Theo Walcott joining them. Um, Watford, uh, they've spent about 12.5 million pound on two players. The rest of them have been freebies. And West Ham, 2.2 million on, um, on Dawson. Um, two freebies on uh, the Chelsea guy and the Celtic guy. Reading was about three quarters, uh, um, um, not three quarters, 250,000. And we're about to bring in the Glasgow Rangers some um, goalkeeper, I think, on a free as well. Um, Wolves finally um, have spent uh, just over 22 million as well. So, um, you know. If we think that everybody's running away and spending eighty million, that's not true. <laughs> Beyond the you know the big boys, um, it's a tough market out there, and it's difficult to find quality players. The, 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 the thing, if you look back, the thing you know me, I like to look back in history. So if you look back to eighty five, eighty six, um, which you know the best season in West Ham's history, um, failed to strengthen correctly the next year. 
And after a good start, um, tailed away, finished mid-table. Um, then if you look back to 15, 16, more recent times, went into that stadium, you can't say we didn't spend money going into that stadium because we did. Yeah. yeah. We just yeah, bought a load of shite. Yeah. We spent, didn't we buy five or six players uh, and brought in Zaza on loan, uh, Norvite, uh, Gokentor, in you know, there was about five or six players that we brought in, and yeah. hardly any of them um, did anything. So, it, it, you know, there's there's two warnings from history there. Um, don't you know invest, and it don't work. Invest wrongly, you know, it don't work. So, it, in a way, I think Moyes is right in being more selective with the players that he wants to bring in because he obviously wants them to play a certain way. Well, the Saints boss said something as well, and I'm, I'm trying to remember what he said, but uh, I can always... Ralph, isn't it? Is it Ralph? Ralph Huston. That's the one. What Huston he Tyler, said, um, he, he, he basically said there's, there's some... The lack of investment, he, he sort of nailed it, and he said... Uh, at the moment, in the transfer money uh, market, no one has money. Everybody wants the most money for his players when they when they sell, so it keeps everything on hold. Therefore, a lot of players are letting their contracts run down and leave without any money. The, this money is what smaller clubs are missing. So he basically talks about it's a domino effect, and I've heard this before, that Basically, although the big clubs are spending money, it's the small clubs that need to have this churn of moving around for the whole system to work. And that's not happening at the moment. The small clubs don't have money and people aren't buying their players either because they don't want to pay the other money. And the, the whole sort of ecosystem breaks down. And I think there is something in that. I mean, I know people don't want to hear this and go, oh, yeah, the board aren't spending, they're not backing the manager, the, the manager is being divering whatever but you know sometimes it is just that the market's not moving that's not i've said this before let's not just fill the seats with anyone let's not just fill the squad the, the manager keeps on saying and he said at the weekend i want quality that will improve the squad i don't want to bring in someone who just is just as good you know and just move the seats around mm. anyway we're only a few weeks away we're two weeks away um, I'll be in Spain by then. So. Well, three weeks, isn't it? Three weeks. Two weeks for, um, you're right, two weeks for the Betway Cup and uh, three weeks for um, uh, Newcastle away. Excited? Um, I, I will be once we're into the main season. Um, hopefully it'll be a lot of work for me, but we'll live to see. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, in a way, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, me too. I've I've gone a bit old-fashioned. I'm trying to um, ignore social media. Good. Um, it, it, as such, that ov obviously people w will. You know, it's a broad church, isn't it? At the end yeah. of the day, you know, you've all you you're gonna have your your um your GSB out. Yeah. 
you know, that everything they say goes back to that. And, you know, and at the end of the day, I fully understand, what, you know, where, where they're coming from in that regard. Um, fundamentally, there has been a mismanagement of the club. I don't think even you could argue no, against there's that. No, there's been some mistakes. I, I've never denied that. Um but you know, then, then, yeah, then you got the well, yeah, if only. Um, then you got the, you know, the fence sitters, and so it's good to read. I like, I prefer, I like the, the people I follow on Twitter. I, I, it's, it's rare that I block anyone. It's rare. That, in fact, it's unheard. Of. I don't think I've blocked anyone. I've muted a couple of people because I got fed up with with their constant negativity. Um, Chief Scout being one. Um, oh, don't have a go at him. He's all right. <laughs> yeah, you know he can't take it. Oh, it's a rocky like road rocky. we go I down. I like rocky. Don't give, it, don't give him a hard time. It's funny because I like rambles. So. Oh, do you? Do you? <laughs> yeah, I do. I often I do. I think, I, do. I, think he's, I think he's funny rambles. with it, rambles. Yeah, he, he goes, you know, he goes I down see, a road. I see it's, it's full, the big accounts that are all de- um, yeah, what's pulled out. Central, Central's disappeared. West Ham News that used to be the big one with 65,000 disappeared. For copyright breach, now Central's gone. Is that just copyright breach? Heard, yeah, West Ham transfer. So what does that mean when you when well, they, if you they keep shut... on showing goals that belong to someone else, you, in, and you're a big account, in the end you lose your, your account. You know, I'm sure he'll be back, but if you're abusive to people when you keep on doing copyright, you get strikes, and in the end you're thrown out. You can't just do what you want. Oh, all right. Anyhow, uh, we said. We're only doing an hour today. Has he got a job yet? I assume we're not doing a question tonight. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, quickly... Well, we do the first three, yeah? Three Twitter. Or four. Did, did, you, did you put out a question? No. Oh, but I, I did get sent one All right, well, you can last week. You can do that. Yeah, on Twitter. Is it good? Uh, all right. He, he has text this week. So it's Johnny Goodman. Yeah. Um, Johnny B. Goodman. Oh, hang on, hang on. I, I feel I should... Johnny B. Goodman. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah. I just feel I had to play the jingle. Go on. Yeah, that made me feel better. You're good. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Then. So, yeah, it is Johnny B. Goodman. Uh, so, he, he says, uh, Good evening, my fellow Tanner. Uh, Amers, um, obviously, and Sean, he says. Oh. Uh, questions for tonight, which I, I think does carry over, actually. And I did say to him last week, I've got a funny feeling we can carry this over. Is, in your opinions, what are the main causes of the fans' hysteria over a lack of transfer activity? Keep up the good work. Brady out. Good question. Brady out. So, main causes of the fans' hysteria. Can I go first? Well, since I think you're one of the main causes, you can get the first crack. I, I think I think it it's as simple as results on the pitch matter. People will say, no, it's about the stadium and everything else. Results on the pitch matter. We overachieved last season with a small squad, right? And And the expectation was, it's all about managing expectations. We would solve that in the summer, right? Let's get our business done early. They haven't done that, right? It's a difficult market. So the expectations are we finished six. We finished three points away from the Champions League. 
What did David Moyes say on Saturday before the game? On Premier Sport, he said, we want to go one better. We want to improve. We want additions. We want to improve. We want to get those extra three points to qualify for the Champions League. Great. Whatever West Ham wants to hear. Ambition, ambition, ambition. What fans are saying is back up that um, ambition by actually um, bringing... It's a long... Everybody knows it's a long season... Let's not undo all the good work from last season by not investing in the squad. For those who are GSB out, they will blame the board, saying the, the board aren't backing the manager. For those who may be a little bit neutral, will know it's a blend of different things, both COVID affecting the market, the manager being quite particular who he brings in, and other external factors. So that's why people are up in arms. They believe, and I know you're going to say, oh, it's because you set expectations of 85 million transfer budget. I think that transfer budget is available for the right players. So therefore, um, I, that's what I think the, the, the problem is. I mean, I think people just like to see, well, to receive news, first of all, see what they perceive as progress. And I, think, I guess that people are just a little bit impatient, close season because not much is happening. You, you know, I think it's it's become it's a new thing that's become normal. I don't, I'm trying not to say it's become the new normal, but what I'm just oh, trying to say. Oh, go on, say it. No, well, I just did really. You did. What it is 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 now the expectation of improving. Um is bringing on that old cliche of that if you're not improving, you're standing still. But I don't think you're doing certain players justice because players can't get better under Moyes. So, we'll see. Nigel, come on. This is I'm waiting for this. I know well, where going. Go on. <laughs> no, I, the, I, come on, mate. It's not about throwing you under the bus. Go on, no, it, I'm it, waiting for it. Come on, I, I it, take it. it. It's throwing you all under the, in, under the bus in a way. Um... The, the 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 rise of social media and the, and the rise of the big accounts and and the websites that uh, that trade off of getting stories out there, so need to constantly churn out the stories on the or, or, or I have to constantly supply news to people. Um, so I, I think cause a problem. But then at the end of the day, seven rolling news. They, they, a lot of people want to know, and th and this is the thing. It was a chicken and egg thing. I think you've created your own bubble. Yeah. Yeah. But now you've created the bubble. There's so many people that want to be in the bubble. You sort of keep going, so right, you self perpetuate yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 stay stay off social media then. If you're well, no, person... I don't need to stay off. But what I'm saying is. Is that I understand it, so I don't get hung up on about it. Right. I but, where before but, in the past I may have gone to people, what does it matter? Now I'm thinking, well, look, if it matters to you, fair play to so, you. So just so because it doesn't matter to me. So if, if, you, if you don't believe anything, then just set your mind to that and go, I only believe it when it's on the yeah. website. But it's, it's hilarious to me. Yeah. Right, and I had John earlier saying, "Don't believe everything you said." Right, we, when we were travelling to your your wedding, we we spent a long time going backwards. We're at my wedding, at what your your daughter's wedding, and we, we spent a long time yeah. in the car talking. And he said, "Well, the problem with you is you believe everything you're told from the club." But equally, you know, 
the information that's in Football Insider, right, or these papers, or these ITKs, etc., is equally suspect. You know, you can't pick sides. You can't just go, well, I don't believe anything Sullivan Gold or any of your senior sources say, but I do believe Football Insider. Why? Why? I Make mean, yeah, I don't... equally with all contempt. I mean, this story, by the way, just to say, Joe Bowen is not going to Liverpool. There's been no inquiries. There's nothing about this. This is a completely made up. Klopp is not going to buy Gerard Bowen. It's not going to happen. But people go, what? It's going to happen. You know, this Soufal. There's a little bit of it in the Soufal. But, you know, is he unhappy and he's about to walk out? Declan Rice, you know, the stories, because he's in the media at the moment with England and, you know, there's still no inquiries, not a single inquiry, not a single bid yet. If you were to read the papers, you'd think he's, he's you know, he's on 200, he's walking into Chelsea next week on 200 grand a week and they're about to pay over 100 million. No. But on the no. Declan Rice, right, is there truth to it, though? Is and, there and truth? Is, the thing. is there truth? Is there, is there truth? being reported? That, that his dad is briefing the media. Yes, there is truth in that. But Declan Rice has not said a single word, not a dicky bird. Not a single word. And he hasn't done anything to disrespect the badge or disrespect West Ham. His agent's job, which happens to be his dad, his agent's job is to try and get the best deal for his client. And and he may be playing the game. He may be feeding the press, whatever. You know, it's interesting what's coming out from Matt Law at the moment. That's all I'll say. But, but as long as he doesn't turn his head, he's still a West Ham player. He's still contracted for three years. He's on in the holiday in Ibiza. He's coming back to West Ham soon. He's still a West Ham player. My view is he won't go this summer. Nothing still don't happen. like you. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. No, no it's not true. No, it's not okay. true. That's not true. I don't know him. I don't know him. No, I know. You love to just stir, uh, don't you? A little, you absolutely he love put to a stir. little. It's not true. He put a little kiss on the message at the end. If you <laughs> look closely, yes. <laughs> and, and I hope you know, he put the irons. Did you see the irons at the end on this? Message I did. Well? Yeah. So there you go. But yeah, I thought. No, I mean the I problem I have. Twitter, just going on that since you've brought it up. I think it was wrong at Twitter to have a go at his missus. You know, Lauren's a nice girl. She's been with him since I don't know, fifteen or sixteen. I can't remember. Chessington lass, um, and uh, you know, yeah, but that's the unkind comment. Look at the age of the people. I, I would throw the thing uh, without seeing, I would guess the age of the people making the comments were under 25, yeah, possibly. But it's just no way to treat so, one, of you, one of you. No, I no, but you know, that goes on, but you know, but I bet a lot of it they weren't West Ham fans. Well, they did seem to be, actually. I mean, the, the pictures have already been published in the tabloids, in the Mirror and the uh, Star and the yeah, Sun. Yeah, but as someone pointed out that when they're published in the Mirror, the Star and the whatever, uh, people cannot comment underneath. Yeah, but that was you. When you say someone pointed out, that was you that pointed that yeah, out. Well, it was me. But oh, was it? it was, yes, yeah, it wasn't me. Sorry, yeah. Lynn. Sorry, Lynn. But he fought it as well. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, we're, well, we're... I thought I pointed out that they're the gutter press, but then obviously I stopped typing that. Yeah. message when I realised obviously who I was talking to yeah. anyway we're at the hour mark we said we're going to do an hour and I've, I've yeah. got something to do and I know you've got uh, uh, an important point yeah. is there anything else we want to say before we uh, say our goodbyes and do our predictions for the bees Bzzz. Uh, is it I believe that the Brentford game if you are about is on BT Sport 
Oh, right. Okay. Oh, good, huh? I Thanks believe I, I, yeah. I, I thought I'd get in before the club do, but even though I've got till Friday to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> probably uh, tell you 10 or 15 minutes before the game. Yeah, and you've got to register. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I mean, that to be highlights, realistically, the fact that the club send that out on a Friday afternoon highlights the, the, um, the, the, the flow of information to the fans that's supposed to be of utmost importance is sadly lacking. Um, and I would, and it, it, for me, it leads me to the point that the people that are doing that don't understand West Ham fans and don't understand football. Yeah. The, the thing about football is it's such a big business now. Where before, to work for a football club, you were a football fan, predominantly a fan of the club. Now, because it's big business, there are people really probably are not big fans of football that go and get a job in for it because it's a good career. Yeah. Yeah. And what you get in here is career people that think with their brain coming up against football that think emotionally. Hmm. And until you get more football people in those positions, I see West Ham are advertising for a support, a support liaison officer. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so I don't know if Jake's on his way out. Perhaps no, he's, he's not. No, I looked at no, that. No, not he's, going back to Tottenham. I did look so, at that. No? So I looked, I looked at whether Jake was, but he's now head of customer services and this oh, person right. will report to him. So I thought that as well and I looked it up and saw he's, he's, he's now head of. You know, because um, ideally that would be a job I would love to do. Yeah. yeah. But one, I've applied for it in the past and the club won't give it yeah. to me. Uh, not because I'm not qualified, but perhaps because of who I am. But unless they get someone like me, they're forever going to have this problem. No disrespect to Jake, let's put it right. He ain't a Tottenham. Uh, <laughs> I'll he's, leave he's, Jake alone. <laughs> I found a slip of the tongue on him in his hair. He's a West Ham Jake. He's not a West Ham fan. Well, do you know what? It's, he is a West Ham fan. Let me tell you. I'll piss off. Let me tell you. There's a Go number away. of people. You, you're going to tell me Rob's a West Ham fan next. There are a number yeah, of people well, yeah. who work for West Ham <laughs> that, have come, that have now support West Ham because they live in Brentford. Listen, so, yeah, it doesn't work like that. Sean, go away now. About Jake. Yes, I'm talking about Ben. Yes, I'm talking no, about Jordan. Away. Ben, talking. They, if you talk to them, and I have talked to them, they now, they, they watch West Ham. They live and breathe West Ham. The mortgage, their mortgages are paid by West Ham. They are West Ham. Yeah, but that's why. Right, that's why. When they when they leave West Ham. They, 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 they're emotionally invested in West Ham. Hold up. When you, they leave West Ham, yeah, will they be the, the ultimate cheerleaders for West Ham? No, like, no. Maybe with Geordie Ben. Right, but hold up, because he's been here a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 years or, uh, and counting I near think enough. I will always have a soft spot. He'll have one. a soft spot. There's a difference, Sean. I've got like a soft spot, yeah, for Leighton Orient. Yeah. But it, I ain't going to suddenly. You don't say you know, everyone has to be a West Ham fan to, to no, do the job. What I'm saying, hold up. If you're a supporter liaison officer, yeah, yeah. surely it, it would be beneficial to be a West Ham fan, to have gone through the trials and tribulations of supporting the club, to understand it, to be that legend. But I'll tell you why they would never give a job to a West Ham fan. Because they couldn't control their emotions. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. the, the, the owners, Brady and yeah. Tara, can control the non-West Ham supporting supporter liaison officer because he's not emotionally attached oh, to I it. Don't, I don't think. I, I do think. I do think he is emotionally attached. Anyway, we're no, going off. I'm, we're going off the, the subject slightly. Yeah. 
Um, one thing I forgot to mention, um, Matt Beard, who is supposed to be on this takeover, I think we, I don't know if we discussed the takeover, um, but basically the informal uh, email offering some money, but no proof. Uh, he started following me on Twitter, so I have messaged him. <laughs> so Matt Beard, who was the former CEO of QPR, he was a former uh, O2 person. Um, oh, the people that offered the four hundred million pound but well, didn't show any funds. Yeah, and... that's the one. So, so he started following me on Twitter after I wrote various stories about him. So I did try and engage him, and I said, "Look, you know, he, um, all right, Matt. Uh, two sides of one Isn't every story." Matt the old, I think you got the name wrong. You're Matt Beard's the old woman, the the, the lady. Oh yeah, Josh, right. No. Sorry, Phil. It's called, his name's Phil Beard. Matt Beard is the manager of West Ham Women. You're right. It's Philip Beard. Is the person I'm talking about, um, and he started following me, not Matt Beard on Twitter. Phil uh, Beard, that sounds like like a chin scratcher. He, he, um, he won't engage with me so far. He's read the message, but he's not engaging with me. Probably quite right, but um, you well, know, got the money, as, isn't as I've he? Said, <laughs> well, I think he's a bit upset about <laughs> that. Um, but you know, David Sullivan has gone on the record now to the BBC and others um, that you know this investment story from the football insider saying they're desperate to sell 40% because, you know, West Ham's in trouble in the next two months. What a load of old border dash. They have been looking for investors from day one. They bought on Terry Brown. They bought on Daniel Harris and the Harris family. Uh, they bought on Trip Smith. And uh, do you know what? If someone comes with a chunk of Marinley that's a West Ham and cares about the club, they want other investors to share the load. But West Ham have been structured. You might say a lot of things, right? But the finance department have well structured that club to make sure it's sustainable in the way they've got these these loans and the way they've structured the rights issue. They've all done it for the best, um, you know, interest of the club. And and unlike other clubs, we have an overspend and, and, and we're, we're not about to go down the tubes if we don't find an investor. I'm sorry, but I'm going to call that bullshit. And, and Football Insider get paid for exclusives. So, again, another one not to believe. Anyway, we've gone okay. well over our time tonight because <laughs> I know you've got to go somewhere, both of you. Um, can we ask for predictions for the bees? Bzzz. Nigel? All right. Uh, I'll go with uh, Desmond. 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. Uh, Len? Uh, no, I think we're going to beat him 2-0. All right. Well, that leaves me a 1-0. Although, uh, do you know what? Now I'm going to go 3-0 because I just feel we're, we're full of confidence. I, I think he's going to, like uh, last game, he's going to line up with his best. Um, I think Yarmolenko might be best. back. Um, well, I, that's certainly ain't their best. I don't know if Suchet, Suchet might be back. So so may Soufal. I don't think... Um, Declan? Declan won't be back, no, in time. He's, he's on his he last do? week. He's, he's in Ibiza, as you know, with his well, lovely, gorgeous girlfriend. No, he was in. He was in Mykonos. He was first. He, he got a private jet with um, Mason. Private Young. boat. It uh, was on the, the basket, playing basketball with a Greek Cypriot billionaire. Um, yeah, and I'll leave it there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, of some yeah. repute. Yeah. Um, anyway, and uh, yeah, so Declan, if you're listening, mate, because I know you listen. You obviously follow Sean. Uh, <laughs> Just choose your friends carefully, son. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You think um, twice who yeah. you hand them kisses out to, don't yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, I've been Sean. Uh, Nigel has been... Nigel. Uh, uh, collating my England football programme collection. And Len has actually. been... 
Then, if he's going to be Nigel. By the way, sorted out that interview with a prominent agent for you, Nigel, tonight. So, oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, oh, right. oh good. Yeah. Come on, you irons. It's Bear Stow Eves. Bobby Moore. Bear Stow Thieves, as we know. You're going to talk about Bobby his Moore. More than just a I'll talk about his silky skills. Back next week. Before I go on my home. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.